Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. John Maxwell has a funny story that he tells um, about a grandpa that went to visit his grandchildren. Grandpa loved taking an afternoon nap. And the one afternoon, the grandkids decided to play a trick on Grandpa. They took Limburger cheese, which is this, uh, this terrible smelling cheese, and they put some on his mustache. They made sure that they weren't around when Grandpa woke up. And when he got up and sat up, he smelled the air and he was like, oh, this room stinks. He walked over to the kitchen and, and, and he was trying to find where the origin of the smell is. And he's like, oh, this place stinks too. As he got through the kitchen, he opened up the back door, walked outside hoping for fresh air. And he took one, one last deep breath in. And he, oh man, the whole world stinks. Now, that's just a funny little story, but isn't that so often exactly like us? We find something offensive and we immediately assume that the problem is somewhere out there. We don't naturally look at ourselves and, and, and turn to ourselves first to find the problem in the world. Um, it makes me think of my first days in Bible college. Um, it was an interesting experience. I was a young, rough around the edges, um, new to faith kind of Christian. Um, I thought that most of the people at this college would be much like me, you know, looking to get to know God more, looking to get to know His Word more, looking to find meaning and purpose in their lives as, as I was looking to do. But I was very surprised to find that um, on that first day of Bible school, there were some of the students enrolled in their first day of Bible school with me. Man, these guys had business cards printed. They had business cards stating that they were pastors, stating that they were apostles and, and prophets and bishops. And I immediately started smelling the cheese on my own lip and creating these categories of people uh, <laughs> in my own head, uh, these, these us and them categories. I started thinking to myself, I'm, I'm just a nobody. What am I doing here? I thought to myself. And then I, I started thinking, well, what does the other people think? And it's amazing when we think to ourselves about what other people is thinking about us, that it's never a positive thought. Now, all this made me a little apprehensive about the people I was hanging around on day one in Bible school. Now, this first week, uh, it all happened very, very quickly. But what I remember ever so vividly was, uh, I believe it was the second day, we were given notes and we were working our way through these notes uh, with the lecturer. And they'd given us a portion of Scripture to memorize. And this portion of Scripture was Philippians 3, verses 10 to 11. And it says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection 
from the dead. Now, like I said, week one, day two of Bible college. So there was a lot to unpack in these two sentences. There was suffering and sharing in death. And for a young 20-year-old with big dreams and his whole life ahead of him, man, I'll be honest with you, I was struggling to figure out how these verses are supposed to be my priority. Now, to understand it all better, uh, I learned a lot. <laughs> and it helps us to start well, where the letter starts. This is, is Paul writing to the church in Philippi. Philippi is the first church on the continent of Europe. So lots of new territory, lots of uncertainty. And Paul is writing to encourage this young church. He is writing to strengthen the people of this new church. And in the middle of his letter, uh, in the middle of his writing, Paul is just reminded of what Christ has done for him and in him through relationship and how it has changed everything that he values in life. And he just expresses this desire to know Christ above all else absolutely wonderfully. And this is what my lecture was hoping that we would grasp in week one. Uh, it starts a couple of verses earlier, this thought that he's carrying through. And verses 8 and 9 says this, Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ, for God's way of making us right with him depends on faith. And Paul is saying here that everything he has achieved in life is absolutely worthless. Everything he's achieved in his own power and his own might by his own hands is absolutely worthless. His old pursuits, his pride, his joys, his, uh, it's all just things that it's actually holding him back from knowing Christ. When you compare all of that with the infinite value of knowing Christ, it means nothing. In that first week of Bible college, we were all there. We had the know-it-alls, and, and there were the people who didn't know anything at all. There were the people who deserved to be there, and the people who knew that, man, they just are so fortunate to land themselves in that place. There is those who understood and those who didn't understand. There was those who thought themselves right with God and those who knew how desperate they are to get right with God. And the only thing that mattered in that moment, the thing that we had to realize is that the only thing that matters in that moment and every moment from that moment on is that we value, we prioritize our relationship with God above everything else, that we don't rely on what we have done in the past. We don't rely on what we can do, our hard work today, and that there is no reason to rely on what I could do in the future with good planning. Nothing else matters, only my relationship with Christ. And that's what Paul is trying to tell us here. You see, in week one, our lecturers knew to set us straight, that they knew that some of us thought that 
We can become righteous by doing the right things. But they knew that we become righteous by trusting Christ. It is in faith that we become righteous. It's in trusting God and then in trusting Him. Then the things we do flows out of our relationship with Christ. And then we start doing the right things because of that relationship with Christ. Paul is saying that he's willing to count everything as loss for the sake of just knowing Christ. That is how important that relationship was to him. That's why he writes, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. In these early days of knowing God, for me it was a little bit strange to see the words mighty power and suffering in such close proximity uh, to each other. Uh, it was in fact a little bit concerning because in my mind, wouldn't you want to use that power to avoid suffering? Um, but Paul here speaks of a knowing, a knowing God that I wasn't familiar with yet. The, the Greek word that you, he uses is gnosko. It means to know, especially through personal experience or first-hand acquaintance. Paul says that he wants to know Jesus through first-hand experience. And if that means tasting the power of resurrection, then so be it. And if that means tasting the pain of Christ's suffering, then so be it. He just wants to know Christ intimately. Not Christ from books, not Christ from other people's experiences. Uh, no. He wants to know Christ from personal experience. When Paul ends with the thought, or ends that thought with the words, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. He's referring back to Jesus and saying that being Christ-like, being like Jesus, becoming like God's son, that is the goal of his life. Being like Jesus in every single way, that is the goal of his life. See, these words formed me throughout my time, or well, throughout that first week, throughout my time at college, throughout my time not at college anymore, all the way to this day where we stand here. And it will keep forming me all the way till Jesus comes and fetches me. The idea of being like Jesus is the very goal of our lives. But the question is, and it's an important question, is how do we do that? It's a very simple pursuit, really, made up of four main parts. Many people have described it in many ways, many different ways. And, 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 and hey, they've all probably got it right. But in my life, I've seen it whittled down to these four. And it's simple so that I can remember it. And I want to share it with you guys. These four parts are this. It's to know God, to find freedom, to discover your purpose, and to make a difference. When God sent Jesus to this earth, it was so that we could know God. 
that was the main purpose of Jesus being sent, so that he could perfectly represent God to us, to you and to me. His second purpose was to restore the relationship between God and his people. How, did he, how would he do that? Well, through his perfect sacrifice. Now, as we work our way through the Old Testament, we, we are introduced to God in many different ways. Uh, we are introduced to God, the lawmaker. We are introduced to God, the creator. We are introduced to God, the judge. And we are introduced to God, the redeemer. But through Christ, for the first time, we are introduced to God as a father. And the fact is that Jesus explains to, to his followers that God was first a father. Before he ever created, before he ever gave laws and judged or redeemed, he was first a father. In John's gospel, he's introducing us into, uh, into Jesus and into this book and into what he's about to tell us through his book. And he says this, he says, No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. We get to know God best by studying Jesus' life. We get to study Jesus' life through the four Gospels, the, the, the biography of Jesus. And everything that we read in the Bible is best understood if we take the filter of Jesus and read whatever happened in the Bible through the filter of Christ. You see, once we start doing that, God will automatically start to connect our hearts to what he's doing. As we get to know him, we start to find freedom. And that's the second part of what we need to know. You see, life change happens in the context of community. When we read the Gospels, when we read the rest of the Bible, and everything that God has ever done, we see that he does everything he does. He, he does everything he does. He does everything he does. <laughs> he does everything in community. He does nothing outside of community. God's heart is for community. It's why Jesus summed up the law and the prophets and all the rules in two things. Love God and love others. So when we start finding this freedom that Jesus has created us for, that Jesus has died and paid the price for us for, that is best lived out in community. That's best found in community. 1 John 3.16 says this, we know that we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us so that we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. When we do life together, our problems become smaller. Uh, we get to bring in the encouragement and the support of others, and we get to be encouragement and support for others. You see, when somebody else doesn't just know your name, but they care about what you're facing, they care about what you're going through, man, life becomes so much easier. You're facing your circumstances, facing your problems, facing the tough things in life becomes so much easier. We need that support in our spiritual journey. And that's 
why in Proverbs, Solomon wrote, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. It is in this community that we start discovering our purpose. See, every person on this planet was created with a God-given purpose, a meaning, a reason for being. And that reason for being is to serve God and to serve His church. And our lives will be incomplete and we'll always be searching until we find what purpose God has created us for, until we discover that purpose. That is our full potential of life. A community of believers is just a place where we get to discover, develop, and grow into that purpose. And ultimately, where we get to use or be used in our purpose. John 10.10 says, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. This is Jesus speaking about us and saying that he wants us to live life to the fullest, to experience it to its utmost best. And how do we do that? Well, we do it when we live out our purpose in community. Because then we get to start making a difference. The fourth and final part of these four simple parts, experientially living out Jesus, experientially experientially living out God. Sorry about that. You see, all of us were created to make a difference in the world around us. First, in ourselves. Then, in a community of of, of God-loving, God-fearing people. And then, for that to spill out into the rest of the world. To spill out into your supermarket to spill out into the local orphanage, to spill out onto widows and orphans. See, God wants to use our unique abilities and passions, those things that he gave us that we're excited about, to impact the lives of others. Because your life will never make sense until you find, develop, and fulfill your purpose. That's why Paul wrote, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Every one of us has something that we can do to impact the lives of others in the kingdom of God. Every single person on this earth is gifted in some area that another person isn't necessarily gifted in. And they are like a jigsaw puzzle that has a very specific spot. And if you're thinking, oh, I am one jigsaw puzzle in this, in this massive world and I don't see my space and I don't see my place, calm down, <laughs> trust God. You will find your place. How will you find your place? Well, by doing four simple things. Know God. Find the freedom that He has created you for. Start discovering your purpose through that and make a difference with what he's given you to do. Because then, then we start living what Paul was, say, was, was, was talking about. Where he said, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. 
to know God, to find freedom, to discover your purpose and to make a difference is best found, lived and experienced in a community called the church. I want to pray for you as you start thinking about taking next steps. Is it, is it to get to know God better? Like throw yourself at, at the gospels. Is it to find that freedom that you were created for? Is it to discover your purpose? Or, or is your next step to start making a difference and not just look inward and live for yourself? Whatever it might be, I want to pray for you as Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus, as he prayed. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be full to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. May you get to know God. May you get to find His freedom for you. May you discover your purpose. And may you make a difference in this world. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.